about indiana is i lived there i only lived there until i was eight yeah but uh uh never went to michigan really like yeah and even my family you go to the you go to indiana dunes yep it's still in indiana that's nope. the that's the extent of the lake even while we lived there went to chicago once i've been to chicago more not living there than i was when we lived three hours away that is so interesting uh, Those people travel. don't travel. No, I. I Those people don't that was one anywhere. of the thing. One of the things that was so stark to me. Some very nice, cordial people. When we sat down and we would we would say, well, you know, and we've come off like a world bender. You know yeah. what I mean? And and we'd say, so so where are you from? Are you from Kalamazoo? Oh no no. Oh cool. Where are you from? Portage. Oh yeah. Well it's. <laughs> It's just Kalamazoo on the other side of the interstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's literally the same fucking yeah. town. Oh, that, that's the same people that... So I grew up in... I technically, I guess, grew up in Helena. Because that's yeah. where I spent most yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, up until moving to Missoula. The, uh, the Helena thing was... We liked Helena because it was halfway between Yellowstone and Glacier. Mm. Uh, I, w- I would go... I would, I would venture to say 95% of Helena's been to neither right. of those places. <laughs> totally. Because you ask people, they'll be like, oh yeah, I gotta check that out someday. Like, how long have you lived here? Oh, my whole life. Yeah. Really? You've never... You never... It's three well, we hours... We take for granted the place that we are it's often, right you there, know? It's right there. Well, yeah. what do they have that we don't have? I'd be like, well, you should go there to yeah. find out. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, Or the people that will be like, oh, we always vacation in Mexico. I'd be like, that's that's... You'll go all the way to Mexico. <laughs> she won't go to Yellowstone? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I, I understand people that don't dig the parks or don't dig the outdoors. It's Yellowstone. Like, shit's coming out of the ground. Right. It's yeah. weird. It's Disneyland in a way. Like, yeah. go once. But yeah. no, they don't. No. But Indiana, the people that don't leave Indianapolis city limits. Yeah. Kill me. Like, I mean, I understand in the Midwest, you drive... 300 miles in any direction, it's the same. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. 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 But, but you, you haven't. You don't go anywhere? Any, right. Oh, try to get someone from Manhattan to go to New Jersey. Oh, and that's ridiculous to <laughs> me. I mean, I know, that's so ridiculous. It will to not me. happen. Like, it, it's 25 this, minutes on a train. Yeah. <laughs> on a train. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even have to drive. You don't have to do anything. Do anything. Just do anything. Get you your can read a fucking book. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, the people who aren't, like, I spend most of my life in a car. Yeah, and I love to drive. People that say, "Why, why didn't you fly there?" I said, "Well, because I got to drive there." Yeah. Get, right, like because right. I well, look at all the cool shit. Yes, like, I mean, uh, even in a childlike way, look at all the cool shit we saw. Yeah, but also, God, it's so uh, I don't understand the difference. I love the miracle of flight. I love the idea of yeah. getting somewhere. <laughs> I you go to Florida in five hours. Right. I love that, but I don't know. There's so much to see. So much to do. And compared to the people that will right. not leave their house, the Mississippi is a lot smaller from the air. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, no when shit. you get over there and you're like, you have no idea that there's this is all running downhill, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's a lake. Yeah, it is a lake. <laughs> it is a it's longest a lake. lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. it's, it amazes me the people. And I'm not saying you have to. Uh, I was talking to Jeff Medley about uh, him doing the length of the Missouri. All the way, he yep. did it in a kayak. Oh, that's that's and, I know, such it, a dream. Yes. I know, I know. And it's the thing would be like, that took like took like nine weeks or whatever it right. took. I don't remember five weeks, nine weeks. And I'm like, that I can't make the time to do that, but I will do any approximation of that. Right. Like 
I want to. I want to hike the Continental Divide Trail. I don't have nine months. I have, but I, I want to. I have uh, like this dream where I throw throw the whole family in a rowboat and off we go down the Mississippi. Oh, and we, we're talking. We read, uh, you know, Huck Finn oh. at night, and you know, do the whole deal. Fuck so yes, you know, we'll see. We'll see if I can get the time. On. <laughs> it seems like you really set yourself up for. They it. need a motor. <laughs> yeah, that's a long one. That's a long, boring one. But it, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm totally with you. On that, so are we still rolling? Are we rolling? Oh, again? Rolling. Okay, yeah. so the redemption story, I think, is where we oh, yeah, 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 yeah. or the, no, the no, possibility of that. Um, I agree with you, it could be amazing, and I never Trails. thought about that yeah. until now. I never thought that, like, that was part of the move. The, the other thing, like, too, they're like they're trying to prove that they were well, we were kind of right, <laughs> like, or that yeah. we, weren't, we weren't totally wrong. This person coming back will show that it's that we weren't totally wrong, which is a really cynical way for me to look at it. Right. Well, and the, I mean, it's not as if you know Kent Haslam was the AD either at the time that he was here. Mm-hmm. He he's probably like me in a lot of ways, where he recognizes that there's going to be backlash, but doesn't he doesn't have the first hand experience of that to appreciate what it 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 appears to be and what it feels like for people in this community well and add that you know ken haslam probably spends a lot of time in rooms with dudes who for the last however many years have been talking about the days when Hauk was the coach right and what it was like to you know be in the playoffs every year and win the conference every year but you know what i'll say a couple other things about that the sports like winning and losing on the scoreboard doesn't doesn't transcendentally matter but there is such a thing as the like the spirit of the community at a level because there are so many people who care about the Grizz and sports in general and so forth and when the team is bad or average or whatever compared to where when they're good there's a palpable difference in sort of the emotive feel of Missoula, Montana and some of the surrounding areas. And I take that seriously. And the other thing to take seriously is this. Find me a, a, a college in the whole rest of the country, at anywhere, in which the economic impact as a percentage is greater than what it is for totally. this football team specifically in this community. I mean, there are businesses right now that are a hundred percent suffering, like not sure what's going to happen this year because they didn't go to a playoff game, and that one home playoff game interesting nets them enough to like clear their bottom line and make a little bit of money for the year. Yeah, yeah. you know. And when you've been going to the playoff games at least one and often multiples over the course of of, of time, that millions and millions of dollars a week end. Um, is is significant, yeah. and so yeah, okay. Ohio State brings in a hundred million dollars a game or something like that. But Columbus is the biggest city in Ohio, right? Yeah, and if they don't have a game, yeah, there's going to be you know less sandwiches sold and so forth. But nobody's going out of business for that reason solely, right? Um, it it can and does happen here, and so. Having a successful football program from a strictly sports standpoint is important beyond just, oh, hey, we get to root and feel good about our, our team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that is also uh, part of this deal. 
I also think that there has been um, a vacuum of leadership at the university for a while at every level. Totally. And that is, again, that's that's an outsider saying that. I mean, as, as a Missoulian, I still am a University of Montana outsider, especially over the course of time. But, you know, Royce Ingstrom couldn't have been a nicer guy. And I'm told professionally was really good at certain things, yeah. of being able to bring people together and talk through them. But he is not a visionary. No, he's an academic. He's an academic. Yeah. And and when hard decisions needed to be made and, you know, people not doing the job maybe they should have been doing at different higher reaches of the university, and I'm not speaking about anybody in particular because I don't know anybody in particular, but clearly there are things that were done or not done that should have been. Yeah. And... And something needed to move beyond just oh we need to we need to cut some more faculty now to make budget, and and that that uh, that that was allowed to progress the way it did for several years, and continues all, to totally. I mean, and so we'll see with Seth Bodner when he comes in. I'm you know I'm optimistic about what he may bring to the table, especially from a business savvy and obviously very bright guy. And, and I think, especially as a young guy, I, I would like to think really motivated and like excited to come in here and take on the challenge. Of yeah. This. And, and you know, there, as a matter of just reality, a lot of this stuff emanates from, from leadership. And, and I think in a lot of ways, the university has been in aspects of it um, pretty stagnant. And therefore, and therefore, losing you're losing numbers, losing money, and totally. all of that stuff, and it's completely tied into all the stuff that we've been talking about with the, you know, with the sexual assaults and all that kind of stuff. But for instance, in radio, in sales, I'm a marketer at a lot at a level, both for the show what it does, and both for the advertisers who advertise with us and everything like that. The marketing, quote unquote, marketing that the University of Montana does to get new students to come to the University of Montana when overlaid with what Montana State does oh, is a joke. Close. It's a joke. It's yeah. a complete joke. And it's like, what are you doing? And like, the kids that are coming to school now, they're not they're not holding cultures of sexual assault over no. the University of Montana. Yeah. They're going somewhere else because they're like, well, that's way cooler. Yeah. Well, because that other school went out and got them. Right. right. And so it's, it's, it's like... That as much as anything is where I'm sitting here going, what what are you doing? Yeah, and that's and that's you know like the 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 being in the parking lot looking through car windows to see if any car had key in right. it. Right, you know, it really fe- it has felt the whole time like there's just not a plan. No one has presented us with a plan and just right. stuck. This to is it. how we're gonna. Do Every this. other week, there's this new thing where and, and they just fumble the ball the whole fucking time. Right, you know, with right. transparency and letting people into meetings and and it's it's just it's been a PR mess mm-hmm. and it's hard to separate the how hire from all that. Right. But I'm I'm hearing from you that maybe it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. I would say I don't know it's that it's not worth it though. Like yes, I think totally. there's a lot of people who are like why are we doing this? And I can see I can see a lot of good reasons to not have done it and I can see some good reasons to do it. One thing that you uh can't say about Bobby Haug is that he isn't a leader at that sort of football level. Totally. And and that's important. Like the the probably second most important person at the University of Montana and occasionally the most important person at the University of Montana is the head football coach. Yeah. Um the only other one is the president. Yeah. Like he's more important than the athletic director, he's more important than than everybody else from from a dollars and cents standpoint yeah. to a to a public 
you know, I work with the university uh, doing some doing some things. I've been really fortunate to work with some folks on the research side. Um, they do, they have this thing called Innovate UM, which is sort of an annual kind of conference that they do where they bring in some outside researchers and it's themed and it's really, really interesting and really well done. And that's out of the arm of Spectrum, Specter UM. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, are you supposed to say Specter UM? Or I, no, I think it's Spectrum, okay. but it's capital UM. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to get yeah. the deal in there. So I don't know. I don't know how to express it audibly. Um, but but uh, you know th- what they're doing and the people that are there are just incredible. Like there's so many great scientists, great you know uh, academics, great professors doing really like cutting edge research at the university. But no one knows about it because yeah. because it's it's you know they're there they're doing their thing and it's not it's not on the news it's not on the radio show it's not there. what's on sports yeah. yeah and specifically football and and also men's basketball and so the, those are the things and to some extent women's basketball but yeah. those are, that's it like that's what gets out from the university and so that stuff in terms of people's perception of what's going on there is it has an undue percentage. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> relationship of, of what it actually is, you Absolutely. know, and I know firsthand how many really good things have and continue to happen at the university in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but but the over, you know, arcing story is not a great one at the moment. Right. So that's that's kind of where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking a. it's pretty poor. You want some beers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but he, I mean, again, I think I think it's been a vacuum of leadership. I mean, there's just one guy's, you know, again, outside opinion. But when you have a guy who's a, a, a first and foremost a good person, and second of all, a, a, a leader, a really good leader in in positions that matter things start to change. And I think I'm optimistic about the Bodner hire, and I know yeah. all next to nothing about him. Yeah. Uh, nice smile. Nice smile. He looks very friendly. You know? And trustworthy. <laughs> what more could you need? He's handsome. Yeah, he worked on that. He, is, he, he, took a little, a, he looks a little young. He got a college credit for looking for, for looking <laughs> trusting. <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, I... You, this stuff you never know, but like this has been this has been a pretty paramount like you know couple months in terms of these two positions specifically shifting to two different people yeah. and two different very different types of people from the types of people that were there before. Yeah, and that that could be good or could be bad, but I will say sticking with what was there before wasn't going to work. Sure. Yeah. And so you know you gotta you, you gotta make that call, but I the. Uh, what what's what's the word? I mean, I only talk for a living. Why should I know English that well? But the uh, again, you're at the right table. Yeah, <laughs> we we do know research, what, but we what, talk about uh, what 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 kids. You know the the just exceptions that are made for student athletes, and yeah. the, you know the the level of you know sort of. Uh, uh, status that they get to walk around with, and then what kind of comes with that in in action? Yeah, um, is has always been a problem with sports. I mean, it's 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 it makes no sense. First of all, I, mean, I guess it makes some sense because nobody's watching. You know your flute recital with thirty thousand people oh, at a yeah. time. I mean, that's, there are billboards of these dudes. Right, right, right. You know? well, that's what I was going to say. My, I'm, I, I'm really bad at this discussion with the university because I spent three years there in the marching band, mm. 
And I loved marching band. And my brother was in the marching band at the university yes. as well. Uh, and I was, and we were there during Joe Glenn. Mm. And Joe was such a nice guy. Super nice. He, like, when the music department, when the marching band said, well, the reason it's, like, he, he asked why it was so small. Like, mm. Well, it's a $100 scholarship for a semester. You get a hundred bucks to be there, and it's uh, three nights a week rehearsal plus your sectional rehearsal plus all day Saturday. You get a hundred bucks and one credit because that was during the credit cap. So you, it couldn't. The music department had one credit classes across mm. the board yeah. because you had to take so many classes. Right. So watching Joe Glenn was great because Joe by the by my third year he got us a thousand dollars a year per mm. kid, and the marching band went to one hundred twenty kids, like it mm. doubled. And it was such a big deal, but my entire time there, I slowly hated the university more and more and more. Like, <laughs> right. I went there. It's the only college right. I've ever gone to. Right. And I look at it just beyond hate. Mm. Like, I look, at, I look at the NCAA as white dudes watching gladiators. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm so bad at this. No, but, you're good at this. Well, no, <laughs> bad at the other side. Like, and I, I, can't, I can't hear the positive side. Because when I hear the sports thing, like, I look at Bobby Houck, all that money went away during Bobby Houck. Like, it was mm. right after I mm. left. Mm. And all the money went away. All of a sudden, mm. oh, well, he Back doesn't care it. about the band. Yeah. Right. And, yes, the when when uh, the marching band is playing the flute recital uh, when when marching band is playing at halftime, there are six thousand people watching, right? As opposed to twenty five, right? Or at the time it was nineteen five, right? I get it, like I get that that's not where the money is, but when we talk about the, what you mentioned before, like if if the cuts are made to faculty. And funding, that's weird to me. It's still a university. Yes. The point is educating students. Totally. So when we cut, when we say, well, we got to get rid of teachers. Well, that seems, that seems, that's just stupid. Like, to me. Right. Like, we can't save money there. Recruiting. Uh, the other half of this household worked as a recruiter. Mm. And this was four or five years ago. She would sit at the table and kids would come by and talk to them and they had already been visited by MSU. Yeah. Like they had already had somebody come to the school. They had already had letters. They already had like the whole thing was so intense. Right. And she had brochures. Right. And that, that kills me because what's the point? Right. What's the point of having the university? I understand at our level that uh, Missoula is partially funded by like, there's a lot of local businesses. There's everybody benefits from this. We we open up a hotel every year, right? Right. To to make more room for all these people, I understand yeah. that part. But again, what's the point then? Right. If, if we're not, if if kids aren't being served at an academic level and prepared yeah. to go be whatever it is that they wanted to do or yeah. be, and, and es- just generally, especially if because it seems like the the thing now is uh, we need the schools need to be more toward uh, vocational mm-hmm. skills and business and. And Missoula, the, the thing that was great about the University of Montana, and certainly the reason I came here from New Hampshire, uh, was because it was the liberal arts school totally. in Montana. And what a cool thing. And it was renowned for that. You know? And and it and obviously it's also a research institution and has yep. all that shit too. But it seems like in the way we talk about what the school needs to do to attract more students, it's just to be more like MSU. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that will work because no, we already have an MSU. I, I'm totally with you. I mean, one of the things that ha- has happened has been out of the control to me of, of, of anybody's university. But, I mean, 
MSU, what do they do? Engineering. Yeah. And some of the hard sciences mm-hmm. and some of the ag stuff and all that. And they do it really well. Yeah. And where has the money in the in in the in the country sort of started to tend toward? Like, I mean, look, the liberal arts, you know, the humanities have never been the payday anyways. But when you're talking about you know, guaranteed jobs, many of them six figure right out of college. You go, you go to civil engineering yeah. school. The the school, evidently, I've, I've been told this. I haven't researched this myself, but that that is giving is is just guaranteeing you the best, highest paying job immediately as soon as you're done with school. Montana Tech in Butte. No shit. And it is exploding. Like oil stuff. Or? Oil, oil, just all of that stuff. Mining and 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 the. The rock sciences, geology, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> and um, hard to say. I mean, there's there's that gets into a whole lot of other things yeah. as well. But the you know the you I think you're right. You need to tout what it is that you do well, and there is a lot of research being done at the university and the you know in the hard and social sciences. But there's also there is not the liberal arts stuff. Um, almost anywhere else in the area and that's what Missoula I think needs to con- make sure that they're continuing on with um but- and it used to be I mean it used to be seriously be considered you know in the creative writing program used to be top 10 right I mean it was like with Yale and in right. Iowa and stuff and these you know and and I don't know I, this is a conversation I think we're all not qualified to have. <laughs> but, but it's but it's really interesting to me like what what changed in the zeitgeist where a school could be touted for those things because the dollar and cents always mattered right it's sure. not like all of a sudden it needs to op- function as a, a right, business right. this always mattered and at what point did we decide sort of culturally that uh, these things weren't worth it anymore and and maybe maybe we do need to just totally change tracks totally um, but it's yeah well yeah I, I mean that's why I mean the the explosion of these for-profit schools just it offers me endless consternation it's freaky and it's completely freaky and and you know your point Travis well really well taken because I've thought about this before too like at the end of the day, Football is an extracurricular activity, totally in theory, just like everything else. But it's not, you yeah, know, it's it's, it's a it's, billion dollars. It's not. Yeah. It's it's that's right. It's the it's the money that's tied up in it. The NCAA, the just like you know, evil empire out there, you know, over the top of this whole thing, making tons of money on it. The university presidents, the ads, the coaches, and all of that stuff, and. Um, and it pays for itself, right? I mean, that's the other thing about the, the athletic department. The, the football program basically pays for everything, right? For everything. I mean, they yeah. generate everything. all. The, they're not sapping money out of the general fund. They're it, paying for themselves. Totally, and 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 that's the other part of this. Like the the idea of a liberal arts education included this idea of extracurriculars that you would come totally. in and do, whether it was art, whether it was music, whether it was you know stuff. So you can study this stuff, but then you're also like you're getting a holistic experience. My time on the Grizz football team really rounded out my education. Did it? Yes, yes totally. <laughs> just <laughs> crushing I mean, heads. Just special at some teams, level. you know. Yeah, but like <laughs> all in all the sports, right? Like nobody's going. By and large, right to the cross country meet, but these right. kids get to compete. They get to do something yeah, that they're talented absolutely. in, and all that kind of stuff, and that's all good. But it all costs money, yeah. And it was always from the beginning like this is going to be something that we'll have to somehow wrap into, you know, the cost of the education, 
and that's what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, somebody started making money off of one of them yeah. or, or multiple. I mean, men's basketball can also make money depending on where you are and does. Lots of it, actually. Um, but but then, then all of a sudden, that changed the game. Like, yeah. that changed what this is. And so um, – and, and I – I don't know what to, other than by and large, I hate the NCAA. Um, I, it's like the CIA. Like it's so, yeah, it's so it's too, fucked it's up. Too, it's so non-transparent. Yeah. Right. And what are like they that's doing? That's scary. That's so many skeletons. Well, and the, the thing that I hate about it is that they, they're creating, they're creating the terms of their own existence. Like they get to yeah. make up the rules that they can then enforce in order to extract whatever money they need to do whatever they want. Well, they've defined amateurism. Right. And totally fucking messed with that word right, and right. what it means. Right. And and it's a big deal. Yeah. And Mark Emmerich, who's the head of the NCAA, former president of Montana State University. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he is um, not beloved in my mind. So, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess that's what it is, but I don't know, man, like, you know, at the, at the sport level, the university level, here's, here's the thing. The most important, I don't know if I should say, certainly the thing that's more important than the other things is the health and well being of, of the students and yeah. of the community and of the kids and of, of, of all of that. And the recent, um, public, uh, uh, embarrassment and calling out of sexual predators of various levels, you know, from, from, you know, powerful men in, in places where they have said things that they shouldn't have said in innuendo right up into, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. Yeah. Um, the fact that this is a time where that is proliferating is, is <clears throat> such a good thing. I'm so happy about that. And, you know, it is just recently, in fact, this week hit, you know, sports with the Carolina Panthers owner, whose name escapes me at the moment, but he Richardson, yeah, Jerry Richardson. Jerry, there you go. Yeah, I he somebody seems would like know a something. peach man. Fuck, oh, <laughs> just look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I wonder how many times it's been said about me. Just look at that dude's face. Go the other way. Um, but but the um, you know this will continue and good because and it also though more than just these individuals being taken out of places that they should never have been in. Uh, it's a signal sender to the rest of us yeah. Yeah. to say, you better you better keep your shit in line and start to respect and care about people and that there's not a caste system that you've developed in your own mind about, you know, what power, you know, means or whatever. Yeah. And and um and that will hopefully uh translate directly to college athletics and specifically men's football and basketball um and and it needs to it has to um because you know this this entitlement culture um that breeds all of this stuff um is also is is just um it's completely unacceptable and gross and the idea that you know the the system is set up that the powerful ones then enable this thing to happen at yeah. the lower level. And then you're just left with a wake of victims is, um, is, is one of the worst things about America. And it's a, I mean, it's just, it's just a terrible, terrible reality. And it's a systemic one. Like it's not just a guy here, a guy there. It's no. the way it's kind of built to go. But I, I would like to believe that it is 
heading, especially now in a direction where that will be less and less the case. Um, and also, you know, I went to Pacific Lutheran University. Division three, Frosty Westering was the head coach there. He is one of like 10 guys with over 600 wins in his coaching career, to, you know, in college football. Oh, shit. Wow. But also, Division three, there's no scholarships. There's no, you're, there's no money. It's truly extracurricular. Yeah. Even though they're still putting in the same amount of time and stuff to do it, but it's 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 all that. And he had, it was it was the demand of of him as a head coach that the first day of moving, the entire football team jerseys on was out and was the free movers. The football for, team for all the freshmen That's that were awesome. coming into the awesome. dorms, yeah. you know. And now, on one hand, you go, "Well, you can't force kids to work for free." Well, I mean, you kind of are already, so you can. But anyway, but like this, I don't know if this was part of you know you get some amount of hours of practice time, and I don't know if this counted against that. But that's what they did, and his deal was like, if you're going to be a football player on this team and on this campus, the reputation is going to be in general that they're happy to see you, that the other students are looking like yeah. know that they're first of all gonna have a safe person if they need it. They're gonna have somebody who's gonna be helpful for them. You let other people go in line, you know, at the cafeteria ahead mm -hmm. of you. Like the, the, you know, the football team wanders in ninety at a time to then <laughs> stand in line. Any kid, any student that came in to eat was immediately pushed to the front of the line. It's awesome. Like that's that's the it's way great. it was. And so I have seen firsthand a situation in which the athletics and the football team specifically can be a tremendously positive and good thing. Now there are always going to be morons, right? Yeah, like totally. we're always going to have the the drunken brick throwers yeah. in the world, and they're in the and philosophy department guess too. What? I've been that yeah, guy. Totally. Like, like we yeah. all understand, like yeah. that's a part of what this is. So this isn't like okay, you know, put the halos and the wings on. Now, yeah, you know, that's it's, it's not what I'm saying. But the general. The, the you know feel and 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 deal about what a team could be in that now do I expect that to happen under Bobby Howe absolutely not right you know not not no but uh, but that doesn't mean that that's you know with the overwhelm you know a lot of the negative things there can also be some really good really good things that can be done too and so I mean football is amoral yeah. right and it's up to human beings to make it good or bad and generally as we do we make things bad but uh but it doesn't mean that it can't be made good and should be wherever possible yeah well i think that's an awesome place to stop that's, that's a great <laughs> point that is great. we really appreciate it ryan tutel uh people can listen to you and coulter uh four to six four to six yeah i mean if you've listened to all this why not go another couple hours yeah no shit. Uh, four to six uh every weekday afternoon 102.9 ESPN Radio in Missoula um, and the Bitterroot Valley. Don't also, our friends down the Bitterroot. Also available as a podcast. Um, also available as a podcast. Every show, uh, uh, well, tune in radio app and on iTunes, and you can just search out, you know, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. I'll give you a little breaking news. We're about to launch today a show naming contest because. Ooh. The, Why did you wait? We could have talked about this I for know. two hours. <laughs> I know. Well, we we it's been so when Coulter came on, we tried so hard to manufacture a name that kind of worked and sounded good, and his kind of nickname has been Tatanka, but it's not really. A, I mean, so we were too telling Tatanka. That was our, confusing to me for a while. Yeah. To be honest, I yeah. didn't know who Tatanka was. Yeah, and versus we, Coulter. One of the things <laughs> it would have been less confusing, but pretty early on, we kind of like just 
didn't do it anymore. Yeah. De- deliberately. <laughs> yes. It was kind of the, you know how you have a soft open? We had a soft close on yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and part of that is because Coulter is, uh, he doesn't know his entire history, but he is part native. Uh-huh. And it's not like, it felt like at a level where it was there was sort of a joke being made out of it because yeah. he does have a huge head and there is that kind of thing, but you don't like <laughs> he didn't feel good about it and and thereby I didn't feel good about it either. Even though like initially we we're like, hey, this this kind of works. Like yeah. there is a certain level at which it's cool and fun and whatever. And the alliteration is easier. and they both start yeah. with T. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, so we've kind of gone away. So anyway. Why am I saying that? Oh, Naming. so if you're searching for the podcast, there's oh, not yeah. really a name. There kind of is, but you can just go Ryan Tutel uh, or Colter Nuanas or whatever, and you, it'll, sh- it'll show up there. And also on the website, 1029ESPN.com, uh, they're all there. So awesome. Sift through them. Awesome. Well, Ryan, cool. thank you so much, man. Yeah. This was a blast. Jamie, Travis, really appreciate this is super it. fun. Appreciate it. So this has been Jamie and Travis. Present, Present. lacrosse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to do that? Uh, since we said the word lacrosse. <laughs>